become thicker skin. Don't let negative trolls get to you. Mm. You know, because one one negative comment takes away thousand positives. It does. Yeah. You've got to respect people you work with. You've got to look after them. You've got to have good atmosphere and vibes on set. You know, and I feel like not fall out of anyone. And it is tough, obviously. You know, you know, it's always ups and downs. What about and now it's industry? It's not you can be the best actor, the worst actor, the the most talented person. It's who you know in this industry, and I'm a big believer in that. Can I help you, mate? Hello, mate. Can you? Wait, steady. I just said be steady with them wheels. Let's get a feel for the car. Yeah, well, I've just had it polished. See, cut the works. Well, are you interested? Hoping for something a little more upmarket. Get me. No. It ain't right what we're doing. These flats, they're tiny, they're damp, they leak, and we don't do anything about it. We just take their money and don't give anyone a break. Bruv, just forget it, yeah? No, it ain't right. I don't do it anymore. You're entitled to your own beliefs. Welcome, everyone, to Kaya Sershad Talks, season two, episode three. We got the talented, um, how do you pronounce it? You say Amar, Ad, Amar, isn't it? Amar. Amar, Amar, that's Amar, it. Amar. But Amar. people know him as... Whatever anyone calls me, Amar, but, really. Amar, but people know, man like Jags. That's what people's going to know you as. <laughs> A lot of people, yes, now. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you coming on, though, Amar. Thank you. I really, really appreciate it. So, when, first, I'm going to ask you, how was Diwali for you? How was Diwali last week? It's been lovely, man. Honestly, lovely. I had family time. My sister's birthday was the other day, so we had double celebrations, really, so it was lovely. Bro, I see your food. So first time the little one come to my parents' house. So it was nice, man. You know, just proper family times and just, it's been lovely. Been lovely. You got, you got me hungry. I saw your Insta, I saw your Insta story. A <laughs> <laughs> belly kitchen, mate. I was just like, is this a wedding or is it, what, what's going man, on, man? It's good food, man, honestly, it's really good food. New, new, new little place opened up locally, so I thought, why not give it a go for Diwali? Saves everyone cooking. Yeah. Just easy life, innit? Now, 100%, bro. I think it's, it's similar to what we celebrate, Eid. Eid time, you know, we get together, it's the food, we go to see each other's families and stuff. So, obviously, straight away, I'm like, yeah, he's going to go in. He's going <laughs> to... Listen, once a year, innit? You get Chris. Listen, we celebrate Christmas as well, so it's twice a year we get proper family. Yeah. Apart from that, everyone's busy in their lives, isn't they? Either I'm travelling or doing things, or, you know, everyone just busy, busy in their lives, so, yeah. Yeah, 100%, bro, 100%. Right. Okay, I'm going to get into it. Um, there's a lot I want to discuss with you. Uh, the first thing I do want to discuss is, which everyone's going to want to talk about, um, is EastEnders. Um but before we get into EastEnders, um, I want to speak on how you got where, you know, how you got into EastEnders because, you know, you're from an Asian community, bro. Like, it's tough. We know it's tough. You know what I'm saying? It's been tough for me. It's been tough for many Asian people out there that wants to become actors, producers, directors. So how did it all come, out, come about for you from, like, a young age? Like, what made you become an actor? And then how did it get to EastEnders? You know, I was just a confident guy, really. I've just always been very confident, you know, kind of loud and bubbly and just crazy. And it just, you know, I just had that flair where I just enjoyed drama in school. Done a bit in school, and then when I was younger, I went for an audition when I was about 14 for a big film. Out of, you know, in Wembley, Wembley, Arena, Wembley Stadium at that, Wembley Arena at that time. And uh, ended up getting the role out of thousands of kids. So I just got the bug from it then. Obviously, I wasn't getting the roles, you know, all this 9-11 stuff happened, and Asian 
Asian guys weren't getting that correct treatment, I'll be honest yeah. with you. So, you know, I just left it for a little while, done a few things, left it for a bit, and 2010 or nine, I decided, listen, I've got to make my own films. I can't, I can't mm. wait around. I'm getting the standard corner shop roles, terrorist roles, you know, your same thing, which everyone gets. And I've done so many of those, I was getting bored of it. I thought, let me branch out, make my own film. So I gathered a couple of friends, you know, made a low, low, low budget film, shot in two, three locations, and done a feature, went to Cannes, and ended up selling it for 10 times the price. So, wow. all right, this is good. I know yeah. this together, you know, I can call myself a producer now. I've sold a film, I've done it. Yeah, yeah. I've made nine more since. <laughs> wow. So kind of happened like that, you know, the budget's got bigger, the cast got bigger. Yeah. I got known as a producer and I started having control of my own destiny. So I'll still do other acting jobs, yeah. but I was doing my own films. So when I went into EastEnders, I had two films I'd shot already, ready to go out. Obviously, when you're with the BBC, you can't talk about those things and push those things or publicise those things. So yeah. for me. So when I put all my whole heart and soul into it, you know, I've got investors I've got to pay off. I've got cast, crew, people want to promote the film, they can't do anything because I'm stuck on BBC. So, yeah, that's the you know, big, big part of it why I left. It sounds easy, but I know it wasn't easy for you. Of course. You know, it's, 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 blood, sweat and tears to get, to even get a film made is hard. And, you know, it, but I think as you go on and you show people what you can do, people trust you in the industry, you don't get a bad name and you know, people like to work with you, you know, I can honestly say hand on heart, I've not got a negative name in this industry because I've never screwed anyone over. And that's a big part of it. It's who you know and what you do, what you do, you know, that's, that says everything about you. And if you've got a good rep, people want to work with you and want to keep, keep working with you, in, including finances and anyone, you know, crew, they want to work with you again, you're not sure screwing them over. And a lot of producers in this industry do that. They don't pay people. And if they don't yeah. pay fine because it's, it's a hard industry but at least be honest with people if you can't pay them instead of paying you know i know a lot of producers do that and they you know it's not nice and people don't work with them again and again 100 <laughs> percent back you on that roll out 100 support you and everything you said there because i'm asian myself like it's been tough for me i've been in the industry 13 years now and it, it was a tough ride um but it's what you said there where You've got to look after people. You've got to work. You've got to respect people you work with. You've got to look after them. You've got to have good atmosphere and vibes on set. 100%. You know, and I feel like not fall out of anyone. And it is tough. Obviously, you know, you know, it's always ups and downs in the industry. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we make it look easier. Oh, it's all like the celeb life on set, but it's not like that. You know this. Um, but I feel like, you know, it's what you said there where look after people, network with people and have good people around you. Do you get what I mean? I've got a good team around you. You can carry on doing anything you want. It's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, it's once you've got that formula as well to make a film and get it out there or make a TV series and get it out there and get distributors on your side and everyone on your side, you know, it takes graft and years of networking and doing this. And it's not an easy thing. And people might think, yeah, I've got it easy. He's not done a lot of graft. I've grafted. Everyone who knows me personally knows I've grafted to get where I am today. And yeah, and this is this is why I wanted to do this podcast with you, mate. Because I feel, even like when I first saw you on EastEnders, it was more like, okay, Jags, okay, you know, newcomer on EastEnders. No one knew. Obviously, a lot of people didn't know about probably about your background uh -huh. and that he's a filmmaker. You know, they just see you as Jags. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's only when I researched you, 
it says, you know, and I'm thinking, right, this guy, you know, he's a filmmaker, he's a producer, director, you know, he, he's an actor. And I'm thinking, do you know what? Like, there's more to it than just being in a soap. Do you know what I mean? 100%. You know, and stuff. And um, Anything, any, listen, put it this way, right? And I'll be honest with you. When you're working for someone else, it's a platform. Mm. When you're working for yourself, it's yours. You can do whatever you want to do with it and no one can say anything. But with any other job, <laughs> you're going to work for someone else, it's a platform. That's how I see it, and I've always seen it. When it's my own projects, yeah. my pod, it's my pedestal. I yeah. it's my trophy, and that's how it is. But if I'm working with someone else as a job, it's literally just, you yeah, know. It's your baby. And this is what you said earlier, where you need that one breakthrough. You know, sometimes, you know, you just need that one project or one thing that you do that could get you out there when you've made it. Do you know what I'm saying? That, that lucky breakthrough. It's off. It's not been. It's not easy, you know. Everyone thinks it's easy. People, especially I know how to make people. Some people try and make films, and I know how hard it is to make a movie. Listen, I've been there. It took me four years to get one of my ones out, and that was grafting, and it was hard because I wasn't happy. It was my baby project, my passion project. Yeah. And that I've learned is never get passionate about a project. This is a business at the end of the day. Yeah. And you know, don't get passionate. Do what you've got to do. It's a business. Be thick-skinned because that's a hard. It's a hard industry, you know. A lot of yeah. a lot of trolls out there. A lot of negative energy out. Oh, trust me, yeah, no. <laughs> I know. I honestly, that's one thing I've learned, especially after being on EastEnders, when it's got such a big platform. Yeah. You get trolls and you get the social media backlash or whatnot. You know, you just learn to be on thick-skinned and not take anything seriously. That's and that's the thing, bro. Like... Anything to your face, ever. Yeah, yeah. And what they want behind keyboards, I really don't care. As long as they don't touch my face. It's a different. They're not going to do it. I know they're not going to do it, so it doesn't bother me. <laughs> and you know, and you know this, bro. That there's ninety percent is keyboard warriors now, yeah. Cool. And you know, we're not going to get away from that. It's it's gone really worse in like in this day and age. You know, um, people criticize you. You know, they and the thing is, it's like even when you were on Enders, I know you must have got a lot of hate. You must have got a lot of support. It's like a mixture. It's mixture. Listen, I'm going to get it happen. Everyone gets it. But you just yeah. got to learn to get thicker skinned. And that's what, what it taught me. That's one thing lesson I took out of it is become thicker skinned. Don't let negative trolls get to you. Mm. You know, because one, one negative comment takes away a thousand positives. It does. Yeah. And no matter what anyone says, people don't talk about it, but it is a negative. Yeah. It hurts and it's a hurtful thing. And that's where, you know, a lot of, that's why mental health is such a huge subject now because online trolling has become a thing. 100% bro. And this is why I always raise awareness on mental health and depression. And um, I've, just released I've just released a documentary last year, um, a couple of months back on bullying. And it was my first project. You know what you said earlier? It's like my baby. I own it. I directed it. I made it. Um, it was done with zero budget. But, you know, we done such a, you know, it took at least two and a half years to make. So you and, know the the hustle and the graft, and it is a hustle. It's a big, big hustle to well, you know, made. It, it, hundred percent. It, it took so much of my time, but I don't regret it until today. Because you know what it is, we worked so hard on it, and one, it was to raise awareness to help people. Um, and I feel for me, documentaries are the way forward. But I felt like it was worth it. Even now, I don't regret until this day that all that graph I put in, it's my baby. So people know me as that now, that, okay, the, he's done a bullying documentary. He's done, he done so well. I'm happy. Do you know what I'm saying? So, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it was just, yeah. it was the hard work behind it and stuff. So, yeah, 100%, bro. I 100% agree with that. And your, um, 
when you got into EastEnders, the first, you know, as I said, when you when you got that phone call from your agent, how did you feel? Like, even when you got on set, like, was it like, oh my God, like, this is one of the bigger soaps? To be honest, uh, two things. Number one, I was actually getting a massage. I was in Thailand when I did it. <laughs> so that was, that was number one. So it was a bit yeah. of a wee back. And then uh, number two, when I got on set, I was very lucky because I knew a few of the cast members already because they worked on my previous films. Okay. So it was kind of nice to know a friendly face. It was a bonus, isn't it? Yeah. And it's just nice to know people. And I've, you know, I've met people before. I've been in the industry a long time, so I know people in the soap already. So it was like, oh, it, was, it, was, it was a newcomer, but I wasn't a newcomer. I knew people there, you know? So it was just kind of nice. And that was it. It's just, it's yeah. Like, work. <laughs> That's and, workplace, put it that way. So work. Yeah. And I think what everyone can relate to in the Asian community, and I, I felt this, when you lot came as a family, we were just like, at fucking last, at last, there's an Asian family in, yeah. on the square. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. And obviously we've had, you know, uh, we've, we've had it before, but this is more like, okay, it's a strong family. It's authentic. And, authentic. Yeah. yeah, it's authentic. It's real. Like, we, you know, even yourself as a character and, you know, the characters in there are still now. It's real. It's not fake. Do you know what I'm saying? It happens and stuff. So I'm glad that obviously you got to, you know, come in and, and show what you're about and stuff. But now you're not, you know, as I said, you've, you've come out of there you're carrying on making your films and moving on. Do you know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of people that have left EastEnders, they can't get work again. It's Listen, hard. That's one thing. I went in there, you know, you get stuck. Listen, I'm not going to lie. You know, you're in a BBC job. You're going to carry on getting paid. It's a, it's, a, it's, it's a no-brainer for most actors to stay in there. But remember, my background, I'm an actor, but I'm still a producer. Yeah. Regardless whether I work or not, I can go tomorrow and start making a film. I can go... In two years' time, make a film. I know what to do. I've got the formula. So for me, I was never about you know spending too long somewhere. Yeah, no, I'm I like that. And as I said, it's a pedestal. Everything yeah. I do is a pedestal to the higher levels, to where I'm going to get to. Hundred percent. And we're going to end the EastEnders talk, but I'm going to ask you last questions on it. When you did leave the soap, did you, you must have had a lot of people message you saying? Um, how you know you should have stayed there? Why did you leave? You must have got bombarded. Bombarded because obviously they showed the funeral and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course, hundred yeah. percent. And I've owned business I've had since twenty twenty two thousand and five. Sorry, which I run my own estate agent, so I've got that running. I've had. There that. you go. A lot of people again. This is like what's people. Going are, on? Listen, I do it and I've had it and I've got it and I've got two offices and and I, that's my baby. That is my bread and butter because as an actor and a producer, you'll never have that regular income. You know, you're not, you have to have that side hustle, whatever that may be. And for me, that side hustle is my main hustle. That is my bread and butter, is my estate agents. I'm so glad you said that, because I feel people live in some la-la land now <coughs> where you can be an actor, or if you're an actor, you don't have to work. You have to, I was, when I started the industry, I was working in retail. You have to have that side job. Everyone has it. Because if I you know, don't, what are you going to... It's different. As I said, yeah. you, that's why it's very easy to get stuck. And a lot of people do stay there for 20, 30 years because it's a regular income. But if you're not on a soap and you're on a normal, you go from film to film to, you know, drama to drama, it's not regular. Yeah. And that, this is the thing. Yeah, because you're only, you're only getting money for a project. You earn, you've got to save that money. You don't know when your next job is going to be. 100%. That's why, in a way, you know, a lot of people are lucky now. Social media is there. You can make a lot of money on social media if you wanted to by promoting products, doing this, doing that. And I get it, you know, so, you know, when I started my estate agency, we used to pay for leaflet drops for 5,000, wow. right? 
say 5,000 local homes. Now, in a click of a button, I can get to 5,000 people in 10 seconds. So you've got to think how times have changed over the last 15, 16 years from when I started my agency to now. I can do everything online now. It's, it's, yeah. It's, you know, so people can make money online. That's one thing I think people do now. And with the following and things like that, it's a no-brainer. I wanted to speak to you about social media, actually. What, I mean, in this day and age, um, what are your thoughts on social media? Uh, obviously, like you said, it, you know, it helps a lot of people at the moment. You know, when it... It's, it helps businesses grow, and, it, and I appreciate that, and it helps people grow their fan bases. Yeah. And it is a positive thing overall. The negative for me is the trolls, <laughs> you know? That you, does. <laughs> you know, you get the negativity, and that's part of the parcel, I think. You've got to learn. You know, we're new into that era, you know? When I grew up, there was no internet. And now, all of a sudden, you can't live without internet. So I've been on both sides. You know, I grew up... Same, playing, same with me, same with me. I grew up playing football on the streets. Never even did I own a PlayStation. I've never owned a PlayStation, a game, like Nintendo. Did you have Game Boy? Ne I had a Game Boy. I had a Game Boy. <laughs> yeah. I had my, my computer, right? Yeah. I up and all that. And now it's a common thing. So, you know, we've got to go with the time. Social media is something. You wake up, you look at it. You go sleep, you wake up, you look at it again. Or, but, you know, you're in a couple of hours a day looking at stuff. Yeah. Big time waster as well. No, 100%. Reading, doing things, and that's one thing I do. I never, as soon as I get into my bed, I will not look at my phone. No matter how many times it's going off or look, or I want to look at it, I'm in bed, I'm in bed, I put it on the side and it's done. I won't touch it because yeah. I need that time for myself and I won't open it till the morning. No, I like that because they say you should never ever be on your phone before you go to bed. And, you know, people spend two, three hours. Next thing you know, you're like five minutes. Next thing you know, three hours have gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and not, and then it's like, it affects your sleep. But as you said, you might get all these keyboard warriors messaging you, then you're just like, oh, here we go, da da da, da. you know, it's just, it's not yeah. good, man. But I like, I like, I like your thinking. I think what you said there as well, you know, it helps with a lot of people finding work and, you know, they can promote, earn money. As you know, when news when it gets out, like someone's missing and stuff, it helps, you know, find a person. You know, Overall, the thing, I think the only negative thing is, is the trolls. Is the trolls yeah. and who get affected by them? Look how many deaths have happened since the last couple of years. You know, Love Island people, and you know, and is, it, is, it, is it a cancel culture? It's a cancel culture. It is. is it and people I knew personally who have passed away. Like, I knew them personally, and yeah, it's a yeah. thing, you know. And it, you know, it's not, not nice. That's what I'm saying. And if you're going into this public industry, you've got to learn to have or grow to have thick skin. You can't just go in there weak-minded, otherwise. I've always said that as well to people that don't think you're not, you can just be in this industry without getting any hate. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's going to come with it. 100%. Even when I released my documentary on the bullying, I knew, um, I mean, luckily I didn't, but I just, I was ready for getting hate, hate for yeah. it. Like, uh, who does this guy think he is, you know, talking about, you know, um, but I just like, when you're being in the industry for so long, like me and you have, I think yeah. you start getting used to it. I think when I started, I used to take things to heart a lot, but now I'm just, if, if I see a hate message, I'm like, block. Luck. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So you gotta have that mentality. Really, and yeah. Learn. I guess it's a learning curve, isn't it, for everyone? That's another thing as well. I think what social media did to, and I'm talking about Instagram, Twitter mostly, like or TikTok, is the bullying. Like, you know, everyone can make a fake account and start bullying people. Like, they they need to start doing something on that because I felt like, as you said, you know, when someone is on your case, just say it's like the cancel culture. That's it. You're done. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, bully, bully, you know, and they can write horror. I've, I've read horrible stuff and I'm just like, you know, these things lead to depression, suicide, and I'm just like, I just feel like these social media platforms don't do much about it. 
in this day and age that they, they should. Listen, it's a business. For them, yeah. and that is it, man. People don't care about what happens to repercussions. You know, it's, it's a normal thing. You know, they hold everything. And that's, that's, unless they take ID off every single person opening an account, different story. Yeah, 100%. Uh, 100%. A lot of people have said that. It's about business. It's about making money and stuff. Um, all right, cool. Moving on. Um, so you, you've worked with someone else that I've always grew up watching. And he's like a, I'm not going to say a role model, but I've, I've, I've always been a fan until today. He's being Kane. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And a lot of people, I know a lot of people that know Dean Kane. I mean, if they, if they grew up in the 90s, I've been a big fan since Superman days, yeah? All right? He's number one, mate. I tell yeah. you. And I oh. still watch his... I st I'm waiting for season... Four. I want him to do season um, season five, mate. I'm waiting for him to do season five. I don't know if they're going to do it. But I've, I've been a big fan of him. How how did that happen? How did you get him on board? So what it is, I had a pal of mine. He, we were in LA. I was in LA. And um, I, was in I go to the American film market every year just to see what's going on. We've got new films. We go promote them. And, you know, that's what we do. Same as Cannes, and we go to AFM every year. And a friend of mine said, Dean's in a sushi restaurant in LA. So, me being me, you know, I'm yeah. a hustler, I don't care what no one says, I'll turn up there and I'll hustle. <laughs> and I hustled him. And that was in November, in April, he was in UK and we were shooting a movie together. And that's the end of that. Wow. And that, wow. After that, I convinced him, come and produce a film with me. Let's do it, let's make it happen. Yeah. And he and he come. He was on my next film as well. And then yeah, it just it just listen. That's all it's about hustle. And people don't realise, you know, the strength, the length you got to go to to go and do. Yeah, that was an easy example. Yeah, I've done it before. A lot of people I've worked with, I've hustled them. You know, yeah, I've yeah, yeah. Their theatres. Yeah, I'm no. I'm I'm like that, and I've done it. I've sat outside theatres on my own, waiting for the people at the back entrance to come out. You know, the actors to leave. I want you in my film. Let's talk. That's grind. I love it. I love it. Big thing I've done, and now obviously I'm in that position where I can approach people now because I've yeah. done it. I'm quite fortunate, but I've done it, and people don't realise that hustle comes. I've done it all, honestly. hundred percent. Because I feel, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I've, I've followed his life journey and his work like since since Superman days, and I follow him on Instagram and stuff. And he's, I'm not gonna lie, he's a hard. I, I, from what I feel, he's a hard person to get to get you know, to get working with and to get hold of, do you know what I'm saying? Because obviously he does quite a bit now and I know he's a law enforcement officer and stuff now as well. Um, but as I said, when I saw that, I was just like, wow. So how was it? I mean, obviously, you, I know you might have seen Superman and stuff and you've seen his work. How was it working with him? How is he as a person? Sorry, mate. Got lost. Right. Yeah, how was how he working? How was he work? How is he as a person? How is he working with, like, how, how is he as a person? Because obviously people know him as yeah. Superman. This first film we done together, he was a producer. Yeah, yeah. It was seeing the producing side of things, working, you know, he was seeing how I work, I see how he works, and we were just working together, and it was nice. It was really lovely, because obviously I yeah. see a different point of view. He's, a, you know, a generation older than me, so it's kind of nice to see, you know, yeah. work with anyone. I work and do my own thing usually. I'm, you know, I'm my own producer. I do myself, and majority of the time it's my own doings. So it's nice to have him on board as a producer, and then the next time as a film. Just as an actor, he flew down from LA, come to UK, shot in East London, and it was nice, you know. And you're, was... you're making me more jealous now because I'm from East London, bro. You could, I could, I could have. Don't tell me you were filming in Hackney. No, Leighton actually, Leighton. <laughs> Dean Kane was in Leighton. Leighton actually, and he come down and yeah. Why couldn't we meet earlier? Oh my god. Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
So no, no, I, I respect that, and I feel I know he's always in the UK and stuff, but that that's a big look. And I, as you said, where you know it's about how you approach these people and stuff, and you know. About and now it's industry. It's not you can be the best actor, the worst actor, the the most talented person. It's who you know in this industry, and I'm a big believer in that. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel um, that. So you teach another person, they'll you know you go out to places, you meet people, and and that's how this this industry works anyway. Yeah, no, hundred. Yeah, I, I get that, and people should realize that. So work-wise, um, for the people, what have you got coming up? I mean, not giving too much away. I know you know, but what have you got coming up? And what are your plans for the next year or so? So I've got um, during lockdown when it started, we wrote down. To, we I wrote two or three scripts. I wrote them myself, me and my co-producer, and uh, yeah, we've got them ready to go. So we're going to start shooting one very soon. Um, that's a whodunit film. Kind of like Agatha Christie, you know, your murderer on the Orient Express kind of film. We've got a boxing film we've made. So we just seem to speak to someone to come and actually co-produce that with me. Yeah. And that's a big name. So I'm speaking with them. And once that's locked in, we'll start shooting that. You know, that's my producing side. And the acting side, I've been doing loads of stuff. I've been acting, done a B uh, ITV drama just now. And yeah, I've been doing a lot of work. It's been fun. It's been I'm happy for you, bro, because I feel like Obviously, what we said earlier, if you was part of EastEnders still, I don't think you would have the time, man. You can't do anything. You can't do nothing. You're restricted, um, you know. Forget not the time. You're not allowed to do anything. You're not allowed. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, me, I, you know, I've been my own boss all my life. I started my business at 19. I've been my own boss. You know, no one tells me what I can't do. Hence why I'm going to yeah. spread my wings and fly. And that's it's the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it's it's a bit bad that you're restricted because I feel like I feel sorry for the people there because I feel like if someone approaches them for work, they can't do it. Do you know what I'm saying? And you know, um, I remember because I'm doing a hood film soon. I'm doing like a gritty hood film, yeah, similar to Top Boy and stuff. And um, I think because um, I kind of know Millie, you know Millie, um, you know Millie in it, yeah. I kind of I think I approached Millie last year, and I think she was telling me the same thing where, um. It's the BBC thing. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a bit, it's a bit hard. And I was just like, damn, like, because I just feel like it's, it's so bad. Because um, and obviously speaking to my cousin, obviously that works there and stuff. You know, Aisha, she told me that basically they banned, they can't do nothing. And if they, if BBC find out, it's 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 game, it's like game over. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, <laughs> your face says it all, bro. Your face says it all, man. But um. But uh, listen, I'm happy that obviously you kept your options open and it's good that you're doing the writing, producing and acting and stuff. You know, you're, you know, um, a lot of people, that's my next question that I keep telling people in the industry, especially um, the new um, actors and stuff like everyone wants to be an actor. You know this now. There's so much competition. Yeah, everyone wants to be an actor. But I keep telling people, keep your options open. It's not you know, do writing, do producing. Even if, if you go on set, you could be like a runner and be, work for makeup. Be set. You're on set. You're part of the industry. It's not just, people just want to be in front of the screen. It's who you know. You can be, you can start working with someone for free. I, the amount of people have started in the industry with me doing nothing. I'm talking about starting to be a gaffer, you know, lighting. And now they are working for the BBC. They started in my films. 11 years ago and yeah. now they are top top DOPs top gaffers top spark and they're working in the industry and they started in my films working for free so see and I keep, I keep yeah I keep how, how you graft and how it happens 
Yeah, and I keep telling people that obviously everyone wants to be in front of the screen, in front of the cameras. But as you said, you could be someone working on makeup or a runner. Like you, that's how you sometimes start off, and then you network and work your way up. You know what I'm saying? Um, as long as you're on set, you don't know what director producer no, you're going to meet. No one's going to hand it to you on a plate. People, you know, people think it's easy in the industry. No one gives it to you on a plate. You got to graft for it and hustle, and meet people, and do this and do that, and it works out. Everything. If you're graft and you put hard work in, it always works out. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah, yeah 100%. I feel, I mean, you know this, and you might have seen this. A lot of people want things on a plate nowadays. You know, it's you have to work hard for it, man. Which <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 100%. And that, and you, you've got to work hard. Um, before we get into the questions, I want to ask you um, what advice can you give to any actors out there now that are struggling? I'm talking about newcomers, old, but they're struggling to find work. Um, what advice can you give? Like, because I get a lot of messages saying, "Shall I be, honest? I, I'll be yeah. honest? The only advice is make your own shit." Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> easiest way, you know, find five other actors who are in the same boat as you, and put your brains together, thinking caps, and make a film. You know, you mm -hmm. can get, you can shoot on your iPhone now, and you still get 4K quality. You can get lights. You know, you can buy two or three LED lights. You can make a film. No matter what anyone says, you can make a film. I don't care. You know, it, it, there's no excuses now. The digital stuff, it's not expensive, the equipment to do it. Yeah, obviously, if you're doing it on a, on a feature film, proper top level, even do a short film and then promote it and then get funding for a feature. Put it yeah. in, get some awards behind your name. That's the I've way. Al I've always said that what you just said, because I get a lot of messages saying, hey, like, uh, I want to um, get into a film. How do I, I say, look, get yourself an iPhone. It's 4K quality now. Do you know what I'm saying? Get yourself an iPhone, get a little team. Once your team is sorted, you're, you're cushy. You just need three, four people, the sound person's there, the lights, and you just need a good editor. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah? And you're sorted. That's it. All, all these music videos, they're done on iPhones. Oh, listen. I've got to start something. Once you do it, and you see when you get, you get, say you make, you know, like I said, on my first film, I was lucky. I went to Cannes on my own, backpack, met distributors, hustled it, and I managed to make 10 times what I made the film for. Yeah. And, you know, and I realised that's, it's, it is, it's just meeting people and hustling. And that is this industry and having like-minded individuals working with you. Mm. Yeah, and no, I get that 100%, man. Um, and I, I, it's, it's what you said there. I feel to anyone out there struggling, do your own stuff. Because that's, that's how I feel it. Like, no one's going to come help you. You've got to go out there, do it. Show people what you've made of. 100%. You know, and prove to them. Okay. So, gonna ask you some questions about this. Is basically getting to know a, more a bit about you. So it's like random questions, go on. funny questions. So <laughs> let's let's get on. Okay, cool. Yeah. So first one: Have you ever get? Have you ever been sent a text message? Have you ever sent a text message to the wrong person by accident? Of course. And how did you how, how did you retract that? <laughs> <laughs> can't get out of it can you <laughs> you know you can't get out of it yeah i've done it i made a mistake boom done but obviously this is stuff to my mum and things which i should have sent the boys or things like that you know <laughs> this is why we want iphone to start the unsend message <laughs> well they put it now on it and what's that so yeah it's good enough for yeah. now <laughs> yeah okay if you could make a rule for a day and everyone had to follow it what would it be a rule for a day yeah just be nice to everyone. Everyone be nice and humble. I like That's that. Nothing else. I like that. I like that. Strong answer. 
What's the craziest thing you've ever done? <laughs> That's my says it all. I'm a I'm a lad. And I've been to Miami, I've been to Vegas. That's that's it. That's okay. Got. That's okay. it. Nothing else to say. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay. If people know whatever what is it? Um Miami okay, so that stayed over there. Okay, cool. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Thai food. Yeah, you like that. Thai food, hundred percent. You're not into so are you into Thai food more than curry and stuff? Obviously, because we we kind of eat like curry food every day and stuff here, yeah? so I kind of get fed up of it. I'll be honest with you. So, you know, do you prefer more outside? Obviously, food? I used to have the Indian food every day, and this, you know, you're sick of it. But I love it. I don't get twisted. I love it, but mm. I love Thai food. I just love that's something I've always loved. Amazing. Okay, your best, um, your best hobbies. What are your hobbies? Badminton is a big thing I played, and I play badminton regularly. I've played badminton since I was young. I've won many, 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 many tournaments people don't know about, like wow. under the 16 Essex, under 18 Essex, doubles and singles. So badminton's a big part of my life, and it always has been. And going to the gym, I love the gym. You know, I've always been a gym goer. You know, I'm, I'm, I go to the gym five, four or five times a week, and that's a big part. Amazing, I love that. You see, a lot of people don't know these things, and I'm, I'm yeah. so glad. Like, who would have thought it badminton? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I used to say that as well, so amazing. Um, who's the messiest person you know in your life? Myself. I'm <laughs> very, very messy. Anyone who knows me knows I get, I get stuff done, but I'm messy in the process. So I've got, like, I'm a messy person. My paperwork is not... Unless I sit there and do it and spend hours doing it, my paperwork's all messy and... My room's messy. I'm you need messy. a PA. You need a PA. I know, I do. <laughs> you need a PA. And how often do you clean your bedroom? What, once, what, once a week? Once a month? Wait, man. I'm not going to lie to you. If you're on the floor, then once a week, I'll do that deep clean. I think, all right, let me put it, put it in the covers now. You know? I love it. I love it. Um, your favourite animal. I'm not sure if you're an animal person. Your favourite animal. To be honest, I'll be telling you the truth, right? I was petrified of dogs all my yeah. life until Feb. I got a little dog and now, I, now she's nicest cutest thing in the world so i've got a dog and that just says it all listen i was good my mum brought me up a fear my mum's been scared for 60 plus years and i was anyone who knows me personally knows i was so scared of dogs so i like dogs now i want to say to you because you would have thought that, you were scared of dogs you got a dog well that's that's something people don't know that fear and now that's fear i've gone over that fear and that's the bit that's a, it's an achievement itself hence why i like dogs now <laughs> wow i love that i love that if you were stranded on an island, what would you choose to take with you? <laughs> um, Got to be a lighter, isn't it, really? <laughs> I, to be honest, you know. Not make a fire and do whatever you can with a lighter. <laughs> lighter. I love that. Random answer. I love that. Random. I wouldn't have thought random. Okay. <laughs> What's the worst pickup line you've ever heard in your life? <laughs> oh, so you know, how, you know so, how guys are now. You know how guys are now. You must <laughs> just a standard ones, isn't it? Just, just, just standard ones. Like, oh, you're beautiful, but you know, just I'm from Essex, so you hear everything. Do you know what I mean? It's everything. So, yeah, nothing in particular. I can't even tell you honestly. There's so many. Tunes. You've had the most cringiest things. You've had the most cringiest things, isn't it? Cringe, especially online. Cringe, really cringe. But yeah, okay. 
What would you do if you were invisible for a day? Start going straight into banks. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I would say. I'm messing. Probably invisible. Just go see stuff which I was allowed to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I was I thinking the banks. But... I want to see where she lives, man. See that bed, like king, super king-sized bed she lives on. Little, you know what I mean? You just want to see things where people don't see. 100%. Okay. Um, this is going to be a hard one. Name me one best person you've ever worked with. Best person I've worked with? There's yeah. been no people, to be honest with you. You it's, can't narrow it down. I can't. There's honestly so many lovely, lovely people I work yeah. with. You know, and you get the right, and then you get the people you don't like. But, you know, this is part and parcel package. But honestly, there's people, I can't knock anyone. Yeah, okay. I who, in, who inspires you? Who do you? Who do you aspire to be like? Who inspires you in life? Parents, my parents inspire me. They grafted. They come here with nothing from Africa, nothing. And yeah, sorry. Let me ask you, what is your background as well, so people know? Indian. Indian. Okay. Obviously, all that stuff of Idi Amin happened through all yeah, the yeah. country, Africa, Uganda. Yeah, yeah. Parents come here and they start their own business from nothing, and that's what you call graft. I've seen that. Hence why I've got that graft and the hustle inside my blood, because I've seen how they've done it. And, you know, I've never wanted it on a platter, so I started my own thing. And I started doing my own things, and you know, things outside the box. Yeah, and I like that answer. But, you know, you don't really get. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't for our parents. And a lot of people need to understand parents are everything. Do you know what I'm saying? And, you know, a lot of people don't get that, that fortunate of having their parents around. So people who make it without that backbone, take my hat off to them, honestly. Yeah. Right. 100%. If you had a time machine, what time would you travel to? And why? <sighs> Probably 10 years ago and just started buying bare Bitcoin with my savings. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. I'm happy. I'm chilling then. Forget that's it. Everyone's on this Bitcoin. Right? Everyone's... Oh, that's easy. Easy. You don't have to work again. You buy, put a thousand pound down back then, 10 years ago. Yeah. Sitting pretty now. <laughs> I love that. What makes you feel old? Truthfully, the grey hairs. I feel young. I know I feel Why young. do you think I'm wearing a cap, bro? <laughs> but I noticed that I've got a couple of grey hairs there. That's what makes nah, me Nah, listen. You've got nothing. You, you literally, I cannot see you even one. But literally, like, and you know, they say it's the stress. But I think sometimes it's in the genes. I'm telling you, man. 100%. My mum said she was grey, had full head of grey hair at 20. So what that is young. It's yeah, young. Yeah. So it's it's part it is part of the genes. I've gone lucky, I've got my dad's side, so I'm not as grey, but yeah. Um it happens. That's Bro, this is why I have to keep my sh like I if I grow my beard proper, like even more than yours, you're seeing greys. That's why I've got to always trim it. Really? Yeah. And I was like, shall I colour my hair? I'm thinking that's gonna make it worse. Yes, yeah, so I'm just letting it go. If it goes silver, I'll just let it go. That silver silver fox. fox. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I was going to is just go back on that thing. Because um, I always, I, I get jealous of Dean Kane's hair, yeah? He's still got a lot of hair and he's black. He, like, he must do something. I don't know what he does. But man's got hair. Listen, right? Everyone goes turkey, innit? I'm sure everyone goes turkey and gets something done. So that's probably <laughs> part of it. Everyone, I know. <laughs> Listen, I'm just throwing it out there. Turkey's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, this is, this is going to be a good one. Would you rather get beats by a slipper or a belt? Probably slipper, isn't it? 
Like you got to get used to it. Like. Slippers more. Slippers more when you're younger. A belt is more when you're older. Would be misses. Yeah, and that, you know what? That's a good answer. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, Tupac or Biggie? Biggie. Oh man, I'm no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm more of a Tupac person. <laughs> Why? Do you say because Biggie's got more flow? Biggie hustled. Tupac, t- listen, I, I just feel Tupac, Tupac went through a lot of... He went through a lot, but I feel like Biggie hustled from nothing. Before getting into it, I think Tupac went through what he went through because of his manager, but mm. it's huge, huge night. But I feel, yeah, I feel... I mean, Biggie, Biggie was, I said, Biggie's a legend as well, but I just feel like I've always been a fan of Tupac. But what would you say, if, you, if they were both here today, do you think they would have made up? 100%. Yeah. Hundred million percent. Yeah, I think so as well. I think people, it, I, people, newspapers write stuff. You make it up. Business. They'll have, if them, imagine they done a song together. Oh man! Imagine yeah. them performing at Wembley O2. Sense for them to do something together. Yeah. Um, I'd happily introduce them and done took that ten percent. <laughs> you would have been filmed with them, wouldn't you? Hundred percent. Okay. Last question. Um, three strong words to sum you up. Grafter, hustler, comedian. I love that. I love that. I love that, man. That's it. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, that's it, really. Um, anything you want to add, like, to the, if you want to tell the people, I don't know, you know, as I said, you've already told them what's, what, what you've got coming up. But um, as I said, they can find you on Insta. Are you on TikTok? Are you on Twitter? Twitter, I'm on. Same as Insta. Same name. You're, name. Not, on the t- you're not on the TikTok hype. Shall I tell you what, right? This shows my age. I can't be asked to start any new social media things. I ain't got that energy in me to start learning new things. And that just shows my age, if anything. I'm happy with Instagram and Twitter. Anything new that comes out, I can't. I can't. I just can't learn how to use other things. I'm yeah. too. <laughs> That's uh, it. We passed that stage, didn't it? Yeah. But I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Let- yeah. And, um, you know, I wish you well with all your future projects and stuff. And, you know, wish you all the best, man. Thank you very much.